I am never, ever doing this again. <laughs> if you like Rebels... What, the podcast or...? Uh, I, I, you know what? There was, there, there was I was watching Rebels and I was like, it's not worth it. This podcast <laughs> isn't worth it. Honestly, mate, that's so fair. I was like, I could just, I could just mute the Facebook group and I, I could just not turn up. So <laughs> 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 it's like, I can't do it. I was like, I can't do it. It's, it's awful. It's terrible. Hello everyone, welcome back to another installment of the Film Me In podcast, the 50th episode! Blam, 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 blam. Woo! Woo! Yeah man, yeah. 50 episodes, I can't believe we did it. Thank you to everyone who's been listening this whole time. Thank you to all of our guests, and most of them that have ever existed are in this call right now. Uh, 50, 50, 59, 59 episodes. <laughs> 50, 50, 50 whole episodes. 50 whole Sorry. episodes. Where did 59 come from? Are you okay, Alex? Are you, sure? Are you no, okay? You no, fell in the rabbit I'm hole okay. again. You fell in the rabbit hole again. It's just been a rather hectic few days. Well, all just culminating in Star Wars. I'll introduce everyone. Um, here to help me film you in for a 50th time, it's Mr. David French, our trusty co host. How are you doing, David? Uh, I'd like to remind you that I've not been here for every 50, every episode of this podcast. Um,. I, yeah, start, I, I came like, on here, I think, oh around episode 13 or something. Yeah, but then, yeah, episode, been here for... but then episode 14, Alex was on. Yeah, because that was a... Um... Wait, so you were on episode 2, the Tarantino one. You were on episode yep. 6. Yep. Then episode 13, and then from 15 onwards. So you had 4, and then from... Th- so you had 3, and then from 15 to now, so 35... 38! Yep. yep. David's 38th episode. I'm a middle-aged <laughs> man, according to podcasts. <laughs> and um, with us, um, once again, um, to, you know, talk about Star Wars, it's uh, Mr. James O'Malley from Shock Radio. How are you doing, James? I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm all good, mate. Should we, should we try and calculate how many episodes you've been on? Uh... Probably, no. just less, probably just less than 10, I think. I know that I started <laughs> out with you on this one. Yeah, yeah, you're on I, the first episode. Yeah, yep. I, I think so. Yeah, it was How did one, James not become, like, the co-host? Because James had a real job. Um, <laughs> I have a real job. <laughs> no, you don't, Dave. It's like I don't I have don't. a real job. Yeah, but, like... Uh, like <laughs> I where, don't. Where... I just serve parasites. But Good the thing Lord. is, like, where this podcast was was birthed, um, or this iteration of the podcast was birthed, it wouldn't have made sense for me to be exactly. uh, the permanent co-host true. at true, the true, time. True. Exactly. But now... At the same time, it didn't make sense but... for me to, because I had no affiliation <laughs> with them. But now it, it doesn't... Xander saying, hey, come on the podcast. Now it doesn't matter for two reasons, but we won't get into that. Yay! <laughs> and Yay! to wrap up, wrap up this, uh, this quartet... It's um the flat mooner himself, Mr. Alex Woods. How you doing, Alex? Um, I'm I'm doing I'm I'm quite tired today, but yeah. I'm ready to talk about some Star Wars and I'm ready to get really emotional while doing so. Yeah, buddy. So yeah, boy. Today is our final episode of our Star Wars binge marathon extravaganza palooza, um, and we're doing the spin-offs. <laughs>
I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. No, I am your father. Mr. Kojadjan Binks, Mr. Your Humble Servant. No, young Skywalker. You will die. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Amazing. Every word of what you just said was wrong. Chewing. We're home. This is where the fun begins. So, we're mainly going to look at Solo, Rogue One, Clone Wars, Mandalorian... Um, James watched all of Rebels because he was a fucking maniac. And then uh, we'll touch on a couple of other things uh, that Star Wars have done. Um, altogether, I think we'll we'll sort of start off with the movies. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, sure. If we, we'll, we'll do the movies first, um, which were both with the both Disney ones. Again, these uh, came out in tw- 2016 and 2018. And it's Rogue One and Solo, A Star Wars Story. Uh, what do you guys overall think of these movies? Um, when Rogue One first came out, uh, I know this is going to sound really controversial, I didn't like Rogue One when it first came out. Um, That's not that controversial. Yeah, I didn't like it. I feel like it was a very devi- oh. divisive film. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of it when it first came out, and I still kind of struggle to get through it when, when I'm watching, but... Um, you know, it's grown on me a lot, and I still, I still, I, I like it now. But um, it, like, I don't think that film is ever not gonna be a struggle for me, obviously. And I think this is obvious, especially for me. The highlight of that film is, uh, and always will be, Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know that they shot more with <clears throat> with Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, and I know that there's clips lurking around somewhere. Release the, the road cut. Yeah, exactly. They well, need um, to release those Darth Vader clips because I know that there's a lot more footage with him in it. We'll uh we'll, we'll get onto Rogue One a bit more in a uh like just very shortly. Um what's like just uh, um you you guys what what do, what do you guys think of these movies as a whole? Um, uh go on Jack. go on Alex. Uh thank you. I'll I'll just yeah. start by saying I disagree with James's opinion on Rogue One because I think it's a pretty good film. Um, <laughs> I like oh, yeah, on, no, it is. Yeah. I like I like ensemble casts. I like films that don't necessarily end in the right way. I like films that fill in gaps where you had questions before. Um, I also like it when a film introduces a new type of Star Wars character, and mm. I think that. Donnie Yen's character. I can't remember his name. Um, I'm just going to Google it. Uh, that actually um, helps leading into my point about this movie, but continue, Alex. Right, okay. Well, Donnie Yen is like... Was it, it? I literally just typed in Donnie Yen and it doesn't come up with it. Oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> Chira Imwe. That's what he's called. Um, and Because he's like a non-Force-sensitive person who uses the Force to help him. And... It's a really interesting thing. We touched on it last week where people have different ways of like seeing the force and the force isn't necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but it's just kind of there. It's a life force. And I think it's, that's a really interesting 
way to take it. Um, then solo. Yeah, it's fun. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't really bad. It was just... Yeah. Actually, what, a, a really interesting point that uh, Alex has just made me remember about Rogue One is that that's the first time uh, in the films that we're introduced to the Kyber Crystal, uh, which is yeah. the life source of a lightsaber and um we, clearly we, the emperor we were last week weren't we yeah yeah yeah, yeah, and yeah. vader used that to design the death star um cool. by you know making them into giant weapons go on david what do you think of these movies uh, so rogue one is my favorite star wars film hands down wow. i love it it's very it's very different to what star wars usually is which is the stuff i like in star wars now uh, just because I'm done with like that. No, uh, yeah, it's you. it's like a it feels more like a gritty war film than That's what what's, it is. Like, well, yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying, like, if, compared to like obviously, it's not as gritty as something like say Saving Private Ryan, but it's just much more like closed off than the, to the wider universe. It, they've got a certain mission and they have to do it, and the ending alone is powerful because you this entire time you know they're gonna die anyway yeah like no matter what but the fact that they built some genuinely good and interesting characters that you really grow to like just makes that so much more impactful because you hear in um like in empire is it or return of jedi which one we don't know what like, you many don't know what you're talking about like we, when they say uh, many buffins die oh yeah that's uh return of a jedi return of jedi so you hear like many boffins died to bring us this message. So it's like, I mean, okay, cool. We don't give a shit. Now we uh, give a shit. I mean, well, mm, it wasn't of, the boffins that was... who died, was it? It, no, was that, it, no, it was before A New Hope, not Revenge she's of, on not about, of like, Jedi. The thing that you're on about, David, is uh, something set between episode five and six. All oh, right, yeah. That, either way, I heard about some like something. You hear about this, Samuel. Oh, yeah, the point still stands. Basically... It's in the rolling title. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or um, a new hope. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It says a a team of spot. I'll get it up. I'll get it up. You continue speaking. Yeah. So basically, you hear about like these people that died to like give us this information, this and the other to tell us that the empire is coming. Blah blah blah. And you once again, you just don't give a shit. Especially like it's even worse now that I real. I remember that it's on a bloody text crawl. Like you just don't care. Nobody cares that people died to bring us this message because we don't care about we don't know the people that died. Um, but now that we do, it's so much more impactful. And the fact that we know these characters and we've been with them for two hours like is this movie two and a half hours? Two hours fifteen. Two hours fifteen, and we've been in with them for that long. It's so good. I love it. Um, so and Solo, I've... it's gorgeous. Uh, most really fucking boring. <laughs> That's all I can say. Well, see, this is really funny because Xander really, really adequate. I um, yeah, I, I found go, I found the New go, Hope opening on, crawl. Like, it's um, so the first paragraph's just about civil war and the Galactic Empire and blah. Um, <laughs> and a New Hope is at the top of it. That was not what I was going to say next. Um, <laughs> So and Star Wars is above that. It's not actually episode four. Is yeah, I was going to say it's originally, above, above, above that. originally it would have been the stars, but um, 
during it says during the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret <laughs> secret plans to the empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star, and that is the only mention that they get. I think maybe they might mention it later on when they're talking about the plans. Mm. And obviously, the film opens with Princess Leia having these plans, yeah. and Rogue One ends with Princess Leia with, having these plans. With Princess Leia having these plans, um, which may I add is a clause in my thing about films carrying <laughs> on straight after. It has but to be. This a, doesn't carry on straight it after. Doesn't. This, it's, this it's leads just a, before it, and also it's not a sequel to it. It's just yeah. it. It's a prequel. Um, mm-hmm. I have I I have weird feelings about these movies. So Solo, I didn't like when I first saw it, and then I've rewatched it since begrudgingly, and I was like, "Damn, this is actually really fun and a and an interesting Star Wars movie." Like this Planet, is it's it's, your top four. It's your fourth. Yeah, it's very different. Like David said. Like it's, it feels more like a space adventure and more like a heist movie. Um, and I, oh, I, I love the, the leads and the the, uh, <laughs> the characters they introduce in that are good. Um, but Rogue One, I'm also weird on because I'm like it's James. a heist film and it's a space adventure. I... And and they're the I I hate it for the same reasons I like Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Go on. So, I... No, this... When I first got into the cinema, I was so pumped for this movie. I went to a a 9am screening, and the screen broke. So then I had to go back later on that day after college. Um, I told my dad. And we went to see it, and I was like, hmm, I'm not really sure. And he was like, oh, that was great. It was great. I was like, no, I, I don't think it was. And I've watched this movie... So many times, desperately thinking like, okay, this time I'm going to get it. This time I'm going to get what everyone sees. And I just never did. And it was only well, until... it's not what everybody sees. It was only until the last time I saw it, not this time, because I watched it over Christmas, but last time I saw it, that I realised why this movie doesn't work for me. And there are a lot of reasons. Um, there's still some good stuff in it, though. And I still do think it's... It, like, if I had to pick good or bad, I'd say it's a good movie. It's a good movie that you don't like. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, 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 because there are are plenty of films I would say are good that I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. It's just because liking something is just an opinion, isn't it? I'm, uh, I'm going to start the timer. We're going to talk about Rogue One now because we've basically started talking about Um, it already. So, um, we've had a short break. Um, now we're going to, Talk about Rogue One, aren't we, guys? Yeah, we've had I a how... break at the start of the fucking podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, I love how we've <laughs> even started talking about it. We took a break. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll <laughs> back. We'll back now. No, it, believe me, believe me, it was a necessary break. Yes, it was. <laughs> James heard me laugh for once. Oh, I did. man. David nearly died laughing. It was quite it, weird. It released a lot of tension in the, in the call. I'll tell you that. Um... <laughs> Right, okay, so I've started the timer. Rogue One's weird. Um, Is I, it? I think the first two thirds are real boring, and the characters have no <laughs> characters. They're really boring again. Uh, Convince I, me otherwise. Okay. I can 
kind of agree a little bit. James is on my side about this. Alex, uh, no, I'm a, t- you, I'm a tiny bit on of. your side. Alex, you I, said they they've got interesting characters, and I I'm I want to know why they're interesting because I can't think to why. Okay, so as as shown previously in this podcast, they are that interesting. I can remember one of their names. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, no, I can remember two of their names because one of them's called Cassian. Or oh, that might be what the actor's called. Cassian um, Andor, because he's getting his own series, and Jinner, yes. so the actor yeah. because is Jinner, Diego she's Luna. the main character. Anyone else? Um, right, yeah, because there's another Urso, Mads Mikkelsen's character. Um Any guesses? Darth Vader. He's he's Darth Greg. Vader doesn't count. Greg I mean Urso. he is, isn't it? There he does. He's, that, a character. he's not one of the new. He's not one of the main characters in this movie. Right, okay, it okay, it doesn't matter, Sander. It doesn't matter, right? But what does matter is that Forrest Whitaker. I'm gonna just call everyone by their actor's name because it's like Love Actually. No one actually knows the names of the characters. They just know who who's in it. <laughs> um, Forrest Whitaker, I believe, is in this film. He is. Right? I think that's what he's called. Yeah, he's a great character. <laughs> he's really. He's, not. he's like a. I really like him. He's, I know he's a character from like Clone Wars or something from Star Wars Legends, but like in this, what we're represented here, he's just, he's just boring. Like there's nothing to him. He's just a guy with a group of people and he's got a big tentacle monster and he's like, okay. well, you might be on my side, but just in case you're not, I'm going to put this squid inside of you and it's going to kill you. And then it okay, doesn't even I'm- kill him. I was going to start off this section by saying the reason I really like extended the non Skywalker saga Star Wars stuff is because it doesn't feel really directional. It doesn't feel like it's only moving in one way, which is why mm. the, my issue with the Skywalker saga is that it's called the Skywalker saga and that it's about Sky, it's about the Skywalkers because that's fine but I don't think it should be nine films worth of it. The fact that we've only got two films that aren't to do with it and now one live-action TV show that's not to do with it is a bit... Crazy. Is, and after, after about, like, 50 years. It's mm. big, big, Matt. Um, well, just under 50. But I, one of the things I hate about Star Wars films or Marvel films or whatever is that they try and be... Star Wars, or they try and be a superhero film, right? This is, like David said, a war film. Gritty war film. It's a gritty war film. And it's also a heist film. And it just so happens to be in the Star Wars universe. It's like how The Mandalorian, which we'll get to later, is just a Western Western. in space. Yeah. Um, It's not. It's It's Star Wars versus aliens, but good. Yeah, literally. And then. That's actually a really good <laughs> reference. Um, uh, and, but, it's directed anyway. by John Favreau as well. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, is it? No way. Yeah. Um, and same with Solo, I think, because um, you were you were just saying it felt like a space adventure. Yeah. Which I feel like what you meant was it doesn't feel like a Star Wars space adventure. It feels like a space film that's just separate yeah. and just so happens to be have have these characters in. Yeah. And that and. I prefer that type of world building to really in-depth like character pieces. Like I have a lot of gripes with films <laughs> like Dunkirk 
is that there's no personalization of the characters, but what you're watching is just Disaster. what you're watching. Uh, yeah, exactly. So in this film, what you're watching is a disaster. And I don't think it really matters that by the end of it, you don't remember the names of the characters because they are iconic characters. I mean, Donnie Yen's character, I mean, I'm probably remembering his name because Donnie Yen is more memorable than any name in this film. Yeah, um, true. But he's such an interesting character. So is um, Jin and her father, the person who built the Death Star. Well, I don't Death think Star. she's an interesting character. What's interesting about her? That she's not Rey. No, but like, that she's... she's just... All we know about her is that she... Oh, she's a bit of a rebel, but she doesn't want to work with the rebellion. Um, and um, then she... Because her father made the Death Star, and then her father dies, and then she's like, okay, yeah, I will help you. Even though yeah, it but... was the X-Wings that killed her father. But I like Forrest Whitaker's character and her character because yeah. Forrest Whitaker raised her. In the world, in the world of this film, she yeah. was not raised by her dad. After a certain point, she was raised by him. So when you see her acting in certain ways, and when you see him acting in certain ways, you're like, he raised her. Like that. That's got to have caused some sort of level of trauma because oh my god, he's such a dick. Um, but I don't know. I just like it. I like damaged characters, and in, everyone in this film feels damaged, and yep. it, fe- it they literally feel like a personification of the rebellion. Well, literally, like the only thing I know about really the rest of the characters is about Cassie and Andor that he's been in this fight since he was six years old because that's a that's just a meme. That that, that okay, so, moment has become a meme. Like he's been so in this fight you... since he was six years old. What are you referencing as an ensemble film where you get to know all the characters really well? Like, what would you want it to be like? I know, like, I know I'd want at least all of the characters to have something. Because, like, Riz Ahmed, completely wasted. What does he do? Yeah, I'll give you that. He's got nothing to do. And Donnie Yen's mate, what the friggin' hell does he do? He shoots people really quickly. I'll give you that as well. No, I'm not having that. That's... Not a character trait. At least give them all something. I think, like, that was a kind of like a yin and yang situation with those two because one of them was. That's what it feels like. Yeah, that one is of what them... it feels like. Or yeah, a yin and yang situation. Oh my. <laughs> that might be mildly racist. I don't know, guys. Um... <laughs> what? Jobs, <Shut up>, <laughs> no, it's not. Stop trying anyway, to cancel like, what I'm What I'm saying is. That they're polar opposites, but both trying to do the same thing. Is that one of them? Is, like you know, he believes in the force. He you know tries. Shut up! <laughs> Why do people do this? Literally told right. so many people that I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I told all three friends I have that I'm recording a podcast. In it. Um. So yeah, he. Like, it's the yin and yang situation that they, they both, you know, have these beliefs but one of them takes it to one extreme the other takes it to another one of them is quite hopeful and nice the other one's a cynic and he's rude and it's i think that's what they were going for with that um i don't think there's any other way of explaining it i i think but i i think the reason we like donnie yen's character a bit more is because of how he's treated in the film the character that he is because he's you know like one of the forced forces with me 
like I, I think that's the reason we like him because he's not a cynic. Yeah, I'd give you that. And everyone else in this film feels very down. They feel like if they yeah. don't do this one mission, we fucked. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's the, the kind of thing that the, I yeah, like about this movie, though. Um, yeah. The stakes are really high. I want, yeah. like, if they if they lose, uh, that means that the entire galaxy is literally under the Empire's thumb, and if they don't fumble within to the Empire, they are all going to die. Basically, what? if they, do, they lose, we don't get, like, any of what happened in the next yeah, exactly. movie. Yeah, but but then that's all reversed. Well, okay, you can yeah. also argue that the tension isn't there because you know that they're going to succeed. We know they're going to succeed, but we also know that the tension is there because we also know they're going to die. But we, we don't, don't know, know what happens to these characters. We, there's, yeah. that, like I said, we, David, before you were saying that they had talked about the characters dying in the film, but the characters never actually die. In it never ever and never actually said that they died in the True. original films. Yeah, and they, in. So, I, could, I suppose that maybe that's where the tension is coming from. And Will also, these characters survive or not? In a behind-the-scenes note, um, all of these actors signed three movie deals with Disney. So we were all like, oh, well, they're going to come back for, you know, because this one's going to make a lot of money. They're going to come back as something. Or Rogue the, 2. Oh, well, yeah, something <laughs> like that. Or they were going to... Electric Boogaloo. They, they were going to survive it and then come back in another movie or a TV show or something. Uh, yeah. But but that was just a red herring, I guess. I mean, when it comes to the TV show, we have got Andor. We've got Cassie yeah, and Andor coming. Um, I, I imagine, They'll likely I have like these characters also just sprinkled into whatever yeah. equal stuff. That, or it's like if TV they shows don't do. use Donnie Yen again, they've missed an opportunity. Oh, they will. They I will. think Donnie Yen needs a, like something to himself. I think he's going to crop up in one of the new shows, just like maybe as a cameo. It genuinely wouldn't surprise me if in uh, the Obi-Wan show... Yeah, I was going to say, in, in the that. Obi-Wan, any of these characters could Actually, like, yeah, possibly it, it come would, back. Because it would make, make sense, chronologically. It would make more sense for Donnie Yen and um, uh, and the other chap to turn up yeah. in... Um, uh, <laughs> I've been saying chaps a lot recently, I don't know why. We're going to get this guy's name. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway yeah, so the, and the other guy, um, it would make a lot more sense for him to turn up in Obi-Wan, because at that point, the Empire would we're uh, harvesting kyber crystals from everywhere. Like there's a planet called Ilum, where uh, Jedi, the young Jedi, go to get a kyber crystal, and it's because the planet is literally made of them. And uh, they harvest kyber crystals there to make lightsabers and stuff. And then this temple, that these guys are guarding, is completely full of them. So it would it would make sense to see them at some point in uh, in Obi Wan, because um... at that point, that's what's going on. Moving on from the main characters, one one person I do like in this, Ben Mendelsohn. He's pretty, yes, pretty bloody good. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 really good in this. Like I think I just like Ben Mendelsohn as a guy, you know? He just <laughs> he just always comes across really well. I like you know, Ben Mendelsohn because it's it they did what they were trying to do with Ginger Shouty Man. Um Yeah. And made him and made him look and made him look weak because he seemed like a really weak leader, and it was it was like when you watch A New Hope, you look at Grand Moff Tarkin and Darth Vader, and Moff Tarkin has a respect for Vader, but 
he knows that he's above him. Yeah. Right? In this film, M. Mendelssohn has a respect for Vader, but it's a respect out of fear. Yeah. And he doesn't... And he's... Because think about, in the original film, if Grand Moff Tarkin had been scared of Vader and Vader knew this, Vader probably would have choked him rather than I was say, generic there's, there's a sitting moment, down man number five. There's a moment like, in, that, in, the, in, in Star Wars when... He's choking one of the generals out, and Grandma Tarkin's like, That's "Vader, enough. please!" And he stops. Actually, um, Vader and Tarkin absolutely hate each other. Yeah, he, he talks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, I know, and yeah, 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 no. yeah. It's because of the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, again, like, because uh, Tarkin doesn't know that Anakin is Vader. Um, yeah, but... it's, it's it's weird how that works, but yeah, um, but Vader will know. Vader knows exactly who he is, but he's, you know, he has to, you know, do what um, Tarkin says because the Emperor likes watching Vader suffer. Because he's, because he's all powerful, but he's not allowed to be. Um, I think something else that's really good in this is the bloody cinematography. This oh, movie God, has this movie an incredible sense of scale. And everything seems huge, and that really helps the fear when it when it comes yeah. to like what you guys were saying about like the rebellion feeling like this is this is their last hope before mm. you know the empire takes over. Like you I- really get the sense of like the empire is massive. Like there's one shot in particular of this a tie fighter that goes into the star destroyer, and the star destroyer yes. comes out from the shadows, and it's huge, mm. and then it zooms out, and the star destroyer is coming out from the Death Star, and the you only see a bit of the Death Star, and it's massive. Eli, mm. Actually, crap. I, I'm, I'm really glad that you used that phrasing, Xander, because the, uh, this is the, the first and only Star Wars film to date uh, where they've made a 3D set. Um, wow. So, like, e- like, everything that you see in that film, like, because, uh, you know, you guys know how film how film sets work. Like, you know, it's, it's like yeah. three walls yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. Like in this, no, it's like a full-on room. They've designed a full-on room for every single scene and whatnot, and like you know, they've gone to locations and stuff. Like it, like all of that is real, which is completely mental. Yeah. One thing um, that is um, the like, cinematographer for this film is doing Dune um, and the Batman. Holy yeah, oh. I, I, I was about to say he's done three episodes of the Mandalorian. Uh, and he's doing Dune and Batman currently. Wow. And he's he also did Zero Dark Thirty and Killing Them Softly. And Fox have amazing, like cinematography. Well, like I mean, like just look at the Batman trailer that we've got already. That looks exactly amazing. That main so thing that guy... I liked about that trailer was the cinematography. Yeah, that guy. That guy's. That guy's got the eye. Oh, he's <laughs> he talented. Does. <laughs> he does. Um. What? That you guy did being Greek the first Fraser, episode the of the uh, Mandalorian is like DOP'd by him. Yeah, actually, and like that first episode looks incredible when it comes to shots. Um, yeah, I, I I mentioned earlier that I said the first and second acts were really boring. Uh, I think mm. the first act kind of hops around too much, but then I wanna yeah. I wanna ask you all a question. Can Can you tell me other than Mads Mikkelsen dying, what happens? in the middle section of this movie. So, after they escape um, the 
after the escape yeah. Forest Whitaker and the Death Star like kind of explodes that city. What oh, happens Jedi, yeah. between then and the final battle? Can you guys tell me? Everyone's a little bit sad for a while. <laughs> they go into the they go to the base and then Jin does that yeah. stupid, really cringy speech that was in the trailer and then half oh, yeah, of it got yeah. cut out of. It's basically yeah. just utter despair for like Yeah. A lot of it, but at the same time, that kind of fits considering they just lost uh, like someone for okay. one. Um, Mads Mickelson dying, I would be like depressed for years for. Okay, um, <laughs> just true. just uh, so that 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 takes forty minutes, does it? Yeah, to do like take, grief doesn't take a day. Takes takes forty yeah, minutes grief for them to grief doesn't them take to have day. this really forty real minutes. Though I do it, see where Xander's coming from, th- but at the same time. It's a slow burn. Yeah, you're expecting. It, you're expecting. That see, that's what this movie You're expecting does well. it's a, a Star Wars a movie, slow then. film to be really quick and really interesting. Yeah. Where this film works because it teases how big everything is. It teases Vader doing things really cool. But then, and then, and then everything happens at the end. But that's it. And it's the end tricks everyone into thinking this movie's a masterpiece, and it's just no. not. It's so no, boring. No, no, no. I'm not trying to say it's a masterpiece. It is by no means a masterpiece. But I'm trying to say I'm using hyperbole. Argu- I'm using hyperbole. Your I'm sorry. Argument that your argument that this the first this film is bad because the first two halves of it are slow is not valid or can't be valid. It can be valid if you think if you would have preferred it to be quicker, but saying that this film is bad because it is slow, it doesn't make I'm not saying sense it's bad because, because it's slow. Okay, I'm can saying I, it's bad because it's boring. Can I just jump in? It's not, I'm just going to jump I'm in. I'm okay with slow films, but it's just boring. Nothing happens in that middle section. And I, and I understand slow movies. One of my favorite horror movies is Hereditary and nothing happens for so long. It's, it's slow. Things happen, but it's slow. With, whereas this, it's an it's a war action movie and in that middle section nothing happens so to me this film isn't really much of an action but it's more literally just a war movie with action at the end fury like, i think this film like Xander, you told me the other day that when i uh, told you that i didn't like solo yeah and that i thought it was really boring you said that you thought that if this movie wasn't a star wars movie if this was just a fun like a space heist movie it would have gone really under the radar, and then a few la- years later, people would have been like, "Yeah, this is actually really good. You should watch it as like a hidden gem thing." Yeah, I think the exact same thing for Rogue One, because they've got that Star Wars name on it, because it's got the Death Star in the background, it's got all these iconic things and this iconic character like Darth Vader at the end. The fact that it's that's there, everybody's expecting this fast-paced, fun, dumb space movie, where this movie is doing none of that and that's why i like it it's a very slow war film it's telling like the grittiness of this world because we we get to see a bit of it but it's always like it's always kind of romanticized in a sense because you don't see how like truly terrible and truly horrifying some of the war moments can be you see that in this movie imagine if you'd been on older exactly like, exactly. like this is this is uh, I right right there there is a scene I am I'm currently flicking through the film because I want to find really good shots right <laughs> there is a scene at 49 minutes 
where the city explodes. Riz Ahmed runs outside and looks at the explosion that is happening in the distance, and it looks amazing. Yeah, it does. And everyone yeah. is running for their life. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's that. It's that constant war. feel of utter despair and it, fear. I, I will. I will be the first person to admit this movie looks incredible. It's the best looking yeah. one, like out of all of them. <laughs> Actually, yeah. like, like I, I think at that scene is probably my favorite line in the film, or one of my favorite lines in the films from K2SO. Is it's it, like, um... Uh, guys, there's a <laughs> problem being... on the horizon. There is no horizon. <laughs> See, <laughs> yeah, right, right. That. See, that's <laughs> another problem. That's a great quote. You guys are talking about this slow war epic. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it shows the gritty side. And then you've got Alan Tudyk yeah, qu- spitting off Star liners every minute. It's a Star Wars. It doesn't fit. It's, it's Disney yeah, and Star Wars. Totally, it's a mess. It. Yeah, but isn't it canon that he's got like a like a humor implant? Yeah, yeah. But like, see, that's that's not justifying it fitting the tone. The tone for this movie is so muddled because you've got jokes all the time, and then you're Xander's like, no, it's really a gritty unreal. movie. Xander, 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 are you telling me Hang that on, if you were in war, you would never tell a joke? Yeah, it, it's literally to it's try and just like, the way you're talking about this movie being that movies need to have a sense of tone. And every time you guys think like, "Oh my god, Hold look at this insane destruction," and James said one of the funniest lines in the movie, "There is no horizon." It's like that's quite no, funny, no, that. but wait, no, we're meant to be feeling like, "Holy crap, they've just destroyed an entire city." In an instant. Yeah, you feel like that, but you've also got to bring up the tone a bit at the same time because not in that Wars, moment. I have a point. It's a Disney movie. Not in that point. moment, though. The tone at the end of the day, muddled. it's a Disney movie, though. Surely you understand what I'm saying here. Xander Langwiston. <laughs> He's bringing out the full name. Last week, the one that said that movies and signs of the times are funny nowadays. Therefore, I did. Only. I said James, that. James, this came out. This came out four years ago, mate. Right. This is not and, the sign of the times. Is now. I, I want to. I, I, I understand James's point here. I want to bring up what I actually said. I said blockbusters we see nowadays have a comedic element. What did you guys say this was? A gritty war movie. It's it's still a blockbuster. It's Star Wars. It's still a blockbuster. But it being it's a, a different war type of blockbuster. Dunkirk yeah, is a blockbuster. That's, a blockbuster. That's, that's not funny. But it's still a gritty war film. But but it's Dunkirk a is a blockbuster. And, and yeah. Tenet is a blockbuster. Tenet has moments of comedy. T- Dunkirk doesn't because it's a different genre of movie. Yeah, so Tenet has moments of comedy, but it's still about a world-ending thing, meaning... Yeah, but it's, not, exactly about, like Rogue it's War. not a war movie. It's a different genre. Is it a, not a war movie? No, it's not. It's a, a time travel sci-fi movie. Not to do with war. It's and it's it's a spy movie. Tenet is, is a spy movie that has an is, element at the end like, like there might is be Rogue a war at the end. James film? Bond. James Bond has the threat of World War Three in like almost every one of his movies. Those are spy movies. Those aren't war films. You're doing this oh. on purpose. You. I know exactly what you're doing. You're trying to get oh, me I'm riled saying. up. And he's not working. He's not trying. He's succeeding. Okay, just to bring it back a bit, just so that Xander doesn't get fucking, like, start screaming and say, shut up to Alex this time as well. <laughs> like, just to uh, just to avoid that fiasco. Like, I want to bring it back to the comment I think Xander made when it comes to the scale. Yeah. Like, one of the things that got me hyped for this movie alone was the poster. 
Like, you see that main poster where everybody's doing that little ensemble thing. It's like the Avengers stuff. I don't like that yeah. kind of pose, but the Death Star in the background, yeah, it's fucking massive. It's an imposing threat. Do you and then the in the movie, I do. And it's also what got me hyped. And yeah, same. One of the other things that makes me love this movie is that sense of scale. Like, seeing the Death Star in action in that capacity because even starkiller base didn't look that ominous no it didn't at all but the star the death star something a lot smaller than starkiller and that we've seen a hundred times terrifying in this film um because it's so fucking huge and it's pulled off amazingly they use it like they use vader so they they don't even just the atsts the ATACs and ATSTs are insanely terrifying because they are massive. They're like four or five trees. Yeah, because you like this in planet. this, you like the soldiers are ground level. Exactly, and like that, that's scary. From yeah, the ground again, level. this movie sense of scale is impeccable. Um, I want to. Um, oh no, there were a couple of things I wanted to say. Oh, butter my ass. Uh, I'd say, well, Sanders, I, that, I have a, I have a fun bit of trivia. Okay, go, go on. on. Um, the director of this film, Gareth Edwards, Gareth uh, was a huge, huge Star Wars fan. Uh, so uh, that ending scene, as we all know, it's Vader in the hallway and whatnot. The rebels is killing everyone. Uh, Gareth Edwards is actually in that scene. He's he, one of the rebels, isn't he? Yeah, he's one of the rebels. Uh, he dem- he put himself in that scene so that he could be the guy that pulls the lever. Uh, that drops the uh, Corvette spaceship and uh, sends it on its way because he wanted to be the guy responsible for setting up a new hope. <laughs> what a legend! I, I do, I do quite like Gareth Edwards. He comes across quite well. Yeah, I, I kid you not. Say, um, that Edwards is legit his not have a very good like movie track record when it comes to directing. He directed Godzilla 2014. That's Did a decent so movie. When it comes- yeah, I don't mind the it, film. It's very meh, but... It's meh, yeah. It's when it comes to his sense of scale, once again, yeah, it is ominous and terrifying. So, at least we know he can do that well. I want to bring up three things before we move on, because the timer did go, uh, but I'll, I'll give us an extra bit of time, because there's one thing that I want to yeah. spend a bit of time on. Um, the first thing that I was meant to say earlier, that Vader scene, when it's him and Ben Mendelsohn talking, is really stupid. That's- because he no, like it's amazing. He, he cracks wise awesome. at him like be careful not to choke on your ambitions like fuck off mate why is vader cracking jokes that is so out of character Two, what do you mean is out of character because when 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 has darth vader ever made a, a joke in the first three in the mid captain Nita. or in the prequel series yeah look at all of the prequels um that's not darth vader that's anakin skywalker that, different character that's darth vader no, but you know that he changes. He even yeah, says that. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Fine, 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 fine. Right. Apology accepted. That's one. Number two. When? When? Uh, when's this? Uh, Empire. In, uh, Empire. Yeah. Uh, God, oh, God, what was the other one? There's another one. Um, you're as clumsy as you are, stupid. Um, that's not a no. joke. That's an insult. Nah, it's kind of funny. That's still cracking wise. It's not. Um, it's not on the same level as this. It's so? not. It's not, not a dad joke. joke. This is a dad joke. He's choking the guy. He's like, oh, Kevin, not to choke on your ambition. It's like, oh, have a nice trip. It's, See you next yeah, fall. That's also a threat. So, <laughs> yeah. At the same time, he's literally using it both as a joke and a threat. He's trying to make it so, like 
build tension whilst also trying to mm-hmm. talk to somebody who works for him. I didn't think we'd spend this long on that. I think it's dumb. The second thing, um, this movie was plagued by reshoots. So everything we saw in that first trailer basically didn't exist in the movie because they uh, they had to reshoot a load of it without Gareth Edwards. So it was actually Tony Gilroy that came in to uh, re- remake the first act and the last act. Um, but didn't he write it? Yeah, yeah, he, he got a screenwriting credit for it. Yeah, but oh, we right. all know yeah. that writers don't really do well for directing most of the time unless they're a director and they write the movies. Yeah, unless they're an author. Yeah, um, but... J.K. Rowling, what? An author. Um, so, so yeah, I just wanted to re- remind everyone of that. That That's, you know... I, I found it a little bit irritating as well, sat in the cinema, when, like, certain shots would were in the trailer and I, they were ingrained in my mind because I saw the trailer so, so many times because I was so excited for it. And then none Am of the scenes turned up in the film. I was like, ah, thing. well then. What did you say, David? Am I the only person, like, when it comes to, like, movies in general, am I the only person who doesn't care about not seeing a shot from a trailer in, like, a movie or a game? No, I don't know. It's just, it just felt a little bit, like, The only, the only one I care about is, you know, when Spider-Man jumps out of that helicopter, but you don't actually know whether he's jumped from a helicopter or he's just fallen, and then they didn't put it in the film. I really want to see what, what he jumped out of. And it's not to do with Star Wars, but it is to do with reshoots. Oh, in Amazing Spider-Man 2. In Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, yeah, First yeah, yeah. shot of the trailer opens up, falling. Where's it in the film? It's not here. It's like Forrest Whitaker's hair. It almost wasn't in this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. See, all of it reshot. Um, Literally, the only the only thing that I've ever gotten annoyed at with that kind of thing is uh, with Cyberpunk and not being able to hear Keanu say "fuck up, samurai" again. Um, that's it. I didn't get to hear "wake the fuck up, samurai," and I was sad. I'm a gamer. The um the gamer. last thing I wanted to mention that I feel like we have maybe neglected a little bit the final battle, the final forty minutes of this movie is perf- perfect. Yeah, we yeah. we don't need to talk about it. It's no, it's so perfect. Good. The the it's, space yeah. battle is incredible. They use a ship to yeah, drive into another into a ship, da- to a star destroyer that drives into another star destroyer. That's amazing. I love that shit. And everything that happens on the ground, it's really cool. I think this movie would have worked better as maybe like a Disney Plus special. So if it was like an hour long or something, or maybe an hour ten, and just went straight to Disney Plus instead of making it two hours fifteen and putting it in the cinemas. Do you know I completely just disagree say, with they, you? Yeah, and that's okay. That's film, okay. I feel I feel that this film should be a three-part miniseries. Yeah, yeah. If you expanded yeah. the characters out a bit more, yeah, I'd be down for that. All with what Disney are doing, six parts with half hour each. Considering now, it seems to be doing the half hour episodes for some reason. I'm going to talk about this later, but Star Wars works better as a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Let's continue. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to do my quick wrap up because I accidentally wrote like nearly an essay for Rogue One. So um, I'll run that down, let you guys do final thoughts and then we'll, uh, we'll move on to Solo, yeah? Yeah, sure. So um, Rogue One is weird. I feel like I'm on an island with it because every Star Wars fan I know praises this movie as one of, if not the best movie since Empire. But for me, this movie is just kind of boring. The opening is, is the opening is too all over the place that you can't really connect to a single character. This then leads to all the hero characters in the movie feeling underdeveloped. You don't know anything about any of them, and it just screams of wasted potential. The middle chunk of this movie never fails to send me to sleep. 
The only thing I know for certain that happens is that Man- Mads Mikkelsen dies, which again is wasted potential. Hashtag justice for Mads from Disney. Um, but I don't hate this movie. There's some really great stuff in here. Ben Mendelsohn is a highlight. He just re- plays a really good baddie. This is also perhaps the most visually striking Star Wars movie. The cinematography has a great sense of scale and really makes the Empire feel like a threat. But the only thing, the one thing you cannot neglect when talking about Rogue One is its stellar final act. The last 40 minutes of this movie are perfect. The action is well shot and you genuinely feel like there is a sense of hopelessness to their mission. But if anything, this incredible final act just makes me feel more disappointed in the rest of the movie. I wish this was the best Star Wars movie, but thanks to a boring first 90 minutes and an over-reliance on fan service, Rogue One just screams of wasted potential. 6 out of 10. Wow. Yeah. Deep. Steep. I give it a nine out of ten. <laughs> see, I, I, I can kind of, I can kind of see the six out of ten. I can kind of see that. Um, I can see it from the fact that I know Xander just doesn't like this movie, uh, like, mm. almost at all. Really, no, like I, like, I really want to be where you guys are. I do. I just, I can't get there. See, I, I can understand that. That's why I can understand your seat. Like, I can see what you mean by it, but still. To me, this is my favorite Star Wars movie because not only is it different, it's just like it's new. It's actually interesting shit from Disney when it comes to Star Wars, and that's what that's why it's I like. Big the, risk. Um, this was a exactly. risk. and I exactly, do, and that's why I, I do like the Mandalorian. I that's why I enjoyed the Mandalorian because it's different. Yeah, and that's why I didn't like the finale of the Mandalorian all that much, which we'll get to. <laughs> which we'll get to. Um, yes. Sorry, I've. You are the first person who agrees with me. But anyway, we'll get to this. <laughs> yeah, oh. we'll get to it. Alex, so, um, I'm, I'm going to quickly any, say... Any final wrap-ups? Oh, go on. Um, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. You probably thought I was going to give it a higher. But um, I, I, like slow, I like slow burn films. I think they're really good. Um, however, I'm like Xander. I would rather watch a quick, fast-paced film that is two hours long. However, I'm not going to knock this film because it's it's slow because I feel like, the, as I've said before, the slow pace actually helps it. But like I've also said, I feel like this this would work better in a three-part series yeah. with the last act of it being an unchanged episode and then just, I don't know, half an hour extra footage yeah. added into the first two acts. And um, to, just to develop those characters because yeah having this conversation has made me realize that my memory of the film is more i like 60 percent of the characters <laughs> where i feel like i i could i could definitely go for more information about the other 40 percent. yeah definitely shout out riz ahmed man he's doing his bit but bless him he needs to do better mm. movies um okay he doesn't get given him that that's the thing it's not yeah. the fact that he that's the that's the really funny thing. Whenever people say, "Oh, you need to be in a better movie," just like put me in one then. <laughs> put that um, person in a better yeah. movie, James. Any... Rather than saying you need to be in better movies. Um, any final thoughts? I, I, again, just and you guys are gonna hate me for this, but I, I still like this makes me more want a Vader TV or an Empire TV show. Like I love Empire. Empire, yes, Vader, no, no, because. Just like that scene where you see him for the first time, it just looks like you know he's 
not in a good way. <laughs> and I really, I really want to properly see that, and I hope we do an Obi Wan. Um, but yeah, like it's this for me. This is a good film for the most part. I I, I somewhat agree with Xander. Um, it is difficult to watch, I'd say, but the, that last bit, that last act, certainly uh, makes up for it for me. Uh, mm. So I I would agree with Xander's rating and say six out of ten. Uh, this movie also did crack a billion dollars at the box office. It did. Yeah, yeah. one point not something, wasn't it? One point eight five six. Yeah, which Big doesn't money. that make it a blockbuster? No, just no, because then Joker made a billion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just being funny. Joker is a blockbuster. Joker is a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just, a blockbuster is anything that is like the big hype talk about film yeah. of the year. It's yeah. literally the bu- like the buster oh, of the of cinema. Yeah, that's yeah, one point. of them. That's a really good point. Uh, like, yeah, you're the right. blockbuster is literally so, the thing that busts the block. Yeah, it's like, in the, the fucking name. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Dunkirk's a blockbuster. 1917 was a blockbuster. Yeah, Jaws was the first ever blockbuster. Yeah, nothing like Star Wars. See, see, that's so, it. Like. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you mean, but like, I feel like Didn't nowadays change Xander's mind. Block, blockbuster has become like its own genre, hasn't it? Almost. Uh, no, because like you, you see like, these big summer tentpoles, no. and they and they say like the summer blockbusters are coming. So like, yeah, well, no, that's, see... that's not like it's just saying like the big movies are coming out, so these are all going to be the blockbusters. It's not a genre. It's literally just saying these movies are likely to be big. But people Fair are going point. to try and make. I think what Xander's trying to say is people go out to try and make a blockbuster. They don't yeah, necessarily make no a film what, and the film accidentally all, becomes a blockbuster. Yeah, you always set out to make a movie that's going to make a, a big impact, no matter what. Uh, even uh, Tommy Wiseau was trying to make a big fucking movie. Yeah, but Tommy mm. Wiseau's an idiot. Yeah, so, he it, like, no matter what, he had the ambition to make a big movie. He's either an idiot. Whether a blockbuster genius. or not, it's the fact that everybody sets out to make a blockbuster because they want to make a huge movie that does really well that people fucking love. Shall we move on? Yes, we shall. Yeah. Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, I just say that if we're going to talk about these films for as long as we just talked about Rogue One, we are going to be talking for a fucking long time. Can we set a 20 minute limit this I'd time? Li- I'd let us talk for Rogue One a bit longer because I feel like there was a bit more of a debate there. Um, I'll make this one a bit shorter. Uh, yeah, I'm going yeah. to step back for Solo because I only watched it like recently. So. Um, so did I, but I'm not a fan of it. And I want to explain oh, see, why see, I th- this, is, this is what I mean. Like I'm really indifferent on it. So have at you. I'll just chime in when I can. I'll I like fact it. check you all. Yeah, I, think, I think the main performance from Alden Eimreich is really good. He's he's a Eimreich. really good Han Solo. Hold the phone. Is that is that his name? Because I've been calling him Alden Ehrenreich for ages. It's Ehrenreich. Oh, is it? oh yeah, it is. It's not Iron. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I, it was I, Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. Sorry, yeah, Ehrenreich. Yeah. Alden Ehrenreich, yeah. Uh, Han Solo okay. in this movie. Young Han Solo. He's good. I think he's real good in this. Yeah, no, uh, I, cause I think he's all right. Because at first, I'd like, because I was like, eh, it's not really Han Solo. Watched it a second time uh, on my own, thought it was pretty good, uh, and then I grew to him a little bit more. Um, and I, I think he did a decent job. I think uh, Lando's good in this film. I, yeah. uh, I, I, I like the idea of Amelia Clark's character. I can't, I can't remember her. Um, uh, Kira. Kira. Yeah, Kira. Kira. I want it. Um, it's Kira. Yeah, I can kind of. Yeah, I, I like, I liked her character, um, especially. 
like with how she's uh, tied into Mole's, um, you know, syndicate. Yeah, um, we'll get to that. Yeah, um, I think uh, Paul Bettany is brilliant in this. Paul as, Bettany's as the villain. good. Paul Bettany's he, you good. know, he's um, like you know a fluctuating kind of character. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Who was actually in Clone Wars for the briefest of seconds in season seven? Um, Dryden Voss. Yeah. Dryden Voss. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I like this film. I like it. I like Woody Harrelson in this as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Woody yeah, Harrelson's yeah. real good. Yeah. <laughs> he really brings it in this. Like he named just... up a mine in Sanders Uni. Yes, Eckett. Yeah. Oh, that took me too long to understand that Jesus Christ how did that take it's literally the name of your uni I, I know you I are know. living there I didn't I didn't hear what you said and I just heard Xander's uni I was like wait what and then yeah Beckett yeah um, okay so for me it's just a really boring movie that I just didn't find I only enjoyed one section in this film and it's just after the opening which the opening for me was also quite boring. And it's when he enrolls into the Empire and is on the ground in the trenches, quite literally. And I thought that was really fucking cool. That's a that's an interesting backstory. And I would yeah. have loved to see more of that. Definitely. He's, he's literally just says, three years later, it's like, why three years later? Why can't we see those three years? I think that would be so fucking cool to see like a, darker more gritty side of han solo because we know he's a like wisecracking bounty hunter who's you know a lot of fun and everybody loves him but he's had a dark past very clearly and we and now i want to know what his dark past is and instead of getting that dark past origin story that kind of breaks him as a person in a sense and he has to build himself back up we got this dumb not even that fun for me heist movie um and it it makes sense in the fact that it's, it's solo's character with it being a heist movie i 100 agree with that it makes sense for it to be a heist film because he's a bounty hunter and we want to see what his first bounty was in a sense um i want to that doesn't work well, no he, no he's a, he's a smuggler um well yeah but like he's always said to be like smuggler bounty hunter yada yada, yada. He, he basically just does sh- stupid shit and bad shit for money pretty much he does I, um... illegal shit for money I want to. I know I just said I like this movie, but a couple of drawbacks. The lighting is pretty shitty. The lighting's so, not good enough. Yeah, you me- you messaged me to tell me you might need to turn your brightness up to watch the film, and to me that's an immediate red flag on a well, film. Yeah, if I have to turn my brightness up to be able to watch a film, it's like when people are saying with Tenet, like I shouldn't have to adjust my audio settings to be able to hear the fucking movie. I should just be able to hear the fucking movie. The lighting in this. I film should be able to see awful. the film. Yeah, it's like with um, um, Game of Thrones, like that big battle. You couldn't see a fucking thing. <laughs> My favorite thing about that was that the cinematographer came out after the episode came out and said it wasn't too dark. I know because I shot it. It's like, well, you're <laughs> what a dickhead. What <laughs> a dickhead. Line, mate. <laughs> Honestly, honestly, like. like... <laughs> so, like, who did the cinematography for this one? Does anybody know? Oh, uh, I just had it up. No, I'm no so idea. sorry. Ron Howard it. directed it, though. He did. That's didn't not he? a good sign. Ron Howard has uh, only sure? made like one good movie, really, and that's like that's in your top ten, I think, James. 
Uh, Apollo 13. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apollo 13. The rest of them have been aggressively mediocre. I've heard Rush was alright. I was good. I was I about to say I've heard yet. good things about Rush. With yeah, Rush is supposed to be brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Bradford Young. Oh God, no. What? Wait, why am I getting Greek Fraser? Bradford Young did Arrival, which looked amazing, but was also really dark. Arrival. Um, yeah. S- Selma, which was also really dark, but that wasn't anything to do with the lighting. Oh my. All right. Oh. Like, the Bradford Alex, Young. Alex, Alex, yellow card. Yellow card for Alex. <laughs> what? what was, that, was that? Was that too? Was you've that been, too like? Been, been, you've been, these been, guys don't know oh what you've God. just said, but I'm giving you a yellow card. <laughs> I've, just, I've just seen it. I've just seen Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait, what? So, Selma is a movie basically about Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And okay. he just said, wasn't it very dark in that? Uh. <laughs> the film's got a rather grey colour palette, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway, card, are we done? Solo. Solo. I'm giving you a Solo. yellow card. Solo. That's a Solo. warning. Don't make me sin in so, you. The whole, like, <laughs> Solo as a film, just, it didn't really do much for me in general when it came to the actual, like, story. I thought, like, I, as a gen, if I literally turned my brain off, wasn't expecting anything from this movie, I could have gotten a bit of enjoyment out of it, but stupid, dumb, fun, space heist movie with literally no story, to me, is not fun. Can I... It's literally just dumb and useless and a bit of a waste of my time. Can I make a point? Go on. Go on. So, David, you're saying that for this movie, you shouldn't have to... Turn your brightness up to enjoy it, yeah? You're saying that, yeah. that this movie already fails because of that, right? Yeah. Um, then why are you expect why do you like then praise Cyberpunk when that crashes on you and you're expected to play it on one certain oh, I d- console I don't praise it for that. and let it let it yeah, crash no, and bug that. out on you I praise and you're still yeah. saying, actually, yeah, it's still good if you can get past all that. So I'm saying, if you can yeah, get no. past the lighting, I, I can this movie's kind of good. Yeah, well, for me, the movie's still not good after the lighting thing alone. The, the lighting was a small fawn in my thigh, for one. And two, I'm not saying that if you can get past like the bugs and everything like that, the game is good. The game is still good to me, even with the bugs. It's just, I like I, I 100% agree. So, Skyrim is a good game, and it still has a shit ton of bugs. Skate Free is a fantastic game. Buggy as fuck. Fallout 4, really good game. Fallout New Vegas, really fucking good game. Crashes all the fucking time. My point isn't the fact that I got past the crashes and I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying myself even with the crashes. I didn't enjoy myself with the lighting. It's just an extra thorn in my side. Like The crashes have still brought down the game a bit for me. And once they've fixed it, I'll enjoy the game more. But I'm enjoying it despite all that still. Because I've experienced some glitches. They're fucking funny though. Um, so I don't care. <laughs> They're making me fucking piss myself whenever I see my, flip my car fly up into the fucking air. One thing that this movie does that winds me up a little bit. It's a little bit too prequely in points. What I mean by that is like... When he gets his name. Like, oh my name's yeah. Han. Do you have a last name? No, I'm just on my own. 
oh, well, I'll call you Han Solo. It's like, uh... Like that sort of stuff. Exactly, yeah. It's it's Alex, you alright? I was just sighing and thinking, did they really do like I because I'd forgotten that that was even said. I I was like that's like Ray Skywalker levels of It literally is. Yeah. It reminded me exactly of that and I watched it a day later. Yeah. Like like, it it was it was dumb. Yeah, I I was sat in the cinema and I face palmed and I looked at my dad and I was like, why have you made me watch this? (laughs) Okay, so I am I'm gonna say one good thing about this movie. Go for it. I fucking love Donald Glover as Lando Carrissian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's the perfect young, like, Lando casting. And they've got a Lando TV show coming, haven't they? They do. Yes, and it's Donald Glover as Lando. I will actually watch that because I love Lando as a character, and they haven't done enough with him, and I love that Donald Glover's playing him. One thing... I don't want Billy D. Williams playing him anymore. I want young Lando and see his adventures after Solo. All his sexcapades, because he definitely... Yeah, exactly. Um, I I want a like, what's it called? Like, I'm trying to think of the word. A um, a romance simulator, a dating simulator, but it's Lando. Just dating as Lando, seeing how how many weird aliens you can fuck. I I want to see a I want to see a TV show. I want to see a TV show where uh, James Donald, knows what I'm about. I want to see a TV show where Donald Glover plays Lando Calrissian as some sort of uh, Star Wars style. Uh, Social media in 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 all fuel in, <laughs> I feel like that'd be really fun. That, I think that'd be a lot of fun. You now we'll what, talk though? about that what shortly be, after we've. Uh, what uh, would be really funny is if on. it was um, basically just Atlanta, but in the Star Wars universe. Oh, bro! Like, if they just so remake Atlanta with the same cutaway gags and everything, but it's just Star Wars. Everyone go watch Atlanta. I think that would be it's like hilarious. the best show on TV. Atlanta, right I've watched the first season. I haven't watched the second season, but the first season had me pissing myself laughing at it's times. so good. I was on the fucking floor. Um, it's really good. One thing I appreciate about this movie is that Chewbacca has an actual character. Yeah, that's a good point. He has motivations yeah, in this movie. I didn't care. Uh, I Something I thought was really dumb about this film was when they first met uh, and he's actually trying to speak Wookiee. <laughs> I think that's um, fun. That's so I, think, I think that's kind of dumb. Like, I, 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 I get it, but like you know, it's he just goes so to show stupid. that it goes to show that he understands him. That that just that make that makes yeah, that but connection. Like, what, but so what, how okay, does so, he speak Wookiee though? If that's the case, he explains then, why it in the movie. He he has a line. It's like, how do you explain it? It's like, well, like, he says something. Like he knows how to speak it a bit. He said it's not great, but he speaks a bit of it. Yeah, like something that I. Like the, re- the reason I think it's dumb is because we see old Naren Wright do this, but we wouldn't ever see Harrison Ford do that. <laughs> no, because Hans- yeah. because like, Harrison Ford would never get paid enough to do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's too grumpy to do that. Yeah. Basically, what <laughs> you're saying mean. is, like, this guy has less, you know... Actually, like... and as more, more to my point, um, we see English-speaking Star Wars characters all the time uh, speaking with non-English speaking um, Star Wars characters all the time, yet their conversations yeah. continue because they understand each other. Why? Why do we now have to see a sudden language change? I th- that is because that is to show Chewbacca a sign of trust. Like that, that's like a peace offering. Like yo, yo, yo like he's he's saying 
Every Chewbacca has eaten loads of people that's been that have been in that pit, and all of them will have said, "No, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me." If he then says, "Please don't hurt me," in his tongue, he's gonna be like, "Yo, wait, what the hell? He knows who I am." Oh, what did you What did you just say? Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay right. So I, what you're saying that, is that's kind of like point, a sign of respect. If you're that's beating that, someone up and they're like Swedish or no, something, no, that, and, they actually, sudden, and they suddenly and they suddenly say, sense. "Hello, please don't hurt me, Xander," I'll be like, "Hey." He speaks my language. What do you want, buddy? You know what? No, that makes sense because when it comes to like... No, so, Xander, what you're saying is you're a racist. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> my analogy didn't work. My analogy didn't work. I retract my analogy. No, no, no it, it, it did work. It does work in the sense of it's a sign of respect because I, I can't remember what film I've seen it in, but in one film there's like a... Um, like, they, talk, they start talking Japanese uh, to like some... I don't know. I think it's like a, a team of assassins. It's the raid two. In the raid two, exactly. They, 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 they decide language. to speak in a language as a shine of respect and an apology. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's that exact kind of thing, but it's not done well enough. It's just like it's a very comical moment of he's like some random humanoid speaking Wookie and basically just going. Oh! Yeah, because this like, movie. That's what he's doing. Is an action adventure comedy. It, like it's not a comedy, but it's an. It's it, this not is funny, this is meant to be like <laughs> the blockbuster that Star Wars is. This is meant to be uh, that kind of. Well, it is a block. It, all yeah, encompassing it should movie. Have the same tone as the the Skywalker saga. Yeah, I feel. It's definitely trying that, but it doesn't. It it never reaches that tone for me. It's just a very average movie. Um, I think I, I, it's not that I hate it. I just don't like it either. Moving, I'm moving a little bit outside the movie for a moment. Um, this movie was played with production issues. Um, it oh, was yeah. it was initially meant to be directed by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, and uh, the rumor goes that they they'd filmed about eighty percent of the movie, uh, but they were taking a little bit longer, and so then. Um, and the rumor was on set that they were filming it as a bit more of a loose comedy. So, like in the vein of jumps, the Jump Street films that they actually made themselves. Then, when Disney that caught wind of this, they were like, "No, you make this movie our way, or you don't make it at all." And they were like, "Well, I guess we're not making this movie." So then they brought Ron Howard in to finish it. But of course, they had already made most of a comedy already. So then they had to go back and reshoot the entire movie. So this movie was meant to have Street would be amazing. This movie was meant to be a have a smaller budget, but the budget then blew out even bigger and sent it past three hundred million dollars, and the, it only made worldwide three hundred ninety three million. This so movie a is a flop. massive flop. That's ridiculous. Mm. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's why they haven't done a um, a Lando movie like Lando a Star Wars. Well, story. that's I think why the they're doing that's a TV why... show because it can't really flop as well. That's why they haven't made any Star Wars story movies. They made they made these movies. They were like, yeah, we'll take a risk on these. Made Rogue One. It made a billion dollars. Yeah, let's make a Solo one. It didn't make as much money. Okay, now let's never speak of these again. Now let's Bro, just make TV shows. Do you not just think it's too reactionary, though? Like what we were saying about... Yes, the... it is. It's, Disney it's, is so it's afraid of taking risks. That is literally how Disney works. Yeah. The, the one failure and Disney immediately just, Backtrack. like, cowers into the corner. I don't know. This movie was... It, when it came out, it was so weird. Because it came out six months after Last Jedi as well. 
It did. So everyone hated Star Wars at that point in time. <laughs> they did. And and this came right off the heels of Infinity War and Deadpool 2. Oh, it did as well. Yeah, I remember it was that now, summer. Yeah. So Yeah, that was yeah, that was a weird yeah. Yeah, and it barely made enough in its first weekend in America to yeah. beat Deadpool 2 at the box office, which is the most insane thing. That is actually insane. Yeah. Um I I really like it, man. I I think it's a fun movie that can that can be enjoyed by really anyone. Like if of I what I don't like is the Darth Maul thing. I really don't like the Darth Maul thing. Because Why is that? like Alex was alluding to earlier, I have a similar feeling about that the finale of The Mandalorian. Where like we've we've got this movie that's very outside of the rest of the universe, and then you've got this moment at the end of it that just drags it right back into it. The only the only gripe I have with that, Xander, is that I know for a fact that you've only watched the last four episodes of Star Wars yeah. Clone Wars Season 7. I have, it would make and, a lot more sense if you watched uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah so I know, in, I know, but like, the, there's, no, this, there's no Jedi in this. There's no mention of any Jedi or anything in this. And then right at the end, but, we've got Darth Maul, and it's kind of like... But he's, uh, he's not Sith at this point. Right, but still, it's like he's someone. Good, he's, with, it's someone with a lightsaber, and like at this point in the in this movie, we haven't had a mention of a lightsaber or anything like. See, that. my issue, my issue is basically just with Luke Skywalker and and Ray and the Skywalker name. Not Darth Maul is one of the things that I don't have an issue with because I have an issue with him in the first in the film that he's in, and he he it's made up for me by the TV shows. Yeah. So then, seeing him here is is not a nod to people who have watched the film. It's a nod to people who have watched the TV shows because it's not Darth Maul as we know him from the films. Because when last time we saw him in the film, he was dead, and then now suddenly he's here, like I don't know, twenty years after this is supposed to, he's supposed to be dead, and you literally see him with metal legs in the hologram. Yeah, you do. And but it's not drawn attention to, but it's like a nice little nod to the to the people who've watched the Clone Wars and understand what happened with him. Yeah, because they do some amazing things with Darth Maul in that show. I've, and I've then heard, yeah. yeah, and then so to have him here, I don't know. I just liked it. It didn't piss me off. Actually, you know, like my my dad didn't believe me that that was Darth Maul after the first time we saw it. My dad didn't either. <laughs> he was so confused, like what? Yeah. Uh, like my my dad was like, you don't survive having your all of your vital organs like like sliced in half. I'm like, dad, you also like you know you also don't have aliens with horns in their face. This is a movie <laughs> about space wizards. Yeah. Um, the timer went off, so I'll do my I the wrap up for this was actually really small because there's not really much to say about this movie. It's just it's good. I like it, and people don't, and it's like it's just kind of middling, you know. Yeah. Um, Solo is really, really solid. It's a dumb, fun adventure movie that has interesting characters and an easy-to-follow plot. Alden Ehrenreich is a fantastic young... He's fantastic as young Han Solo and really makes the character his own. The rest of the cast do a great job, too. The movie does have super dumb moments and a couple of cringy prequely moments, but you can see past those thanks to just how fun this movie is to watch. You might also have to turn the brightness up on your TV when you watch it, but this feels like a great starting point for any new Star Wars fan. 
Uh, I'll put eight out of ten. I would say that's fair. Really, it's uh, more like a 7.5, but if I say 7.5, David will cut my head off. David isn't here. <laughs> 7.5. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 6. I'd say 7. And yeah, I'd so. know for a fact that David would probably give it a 5, so we've got a nice flush there. Yeah, yeah. we do. Which is what David is doing right about now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yellow card rescinded. That was great. That was great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was great. <laughs> I noticed how I got a yellow card, and then I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to hold my tongue until <laughs> Solo is finished, man. That was genuinely the worst thing I've heard you say in a while. <laughs> like... It wasn't even bad. Yes, it was. It wasn't even bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it was not bad. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll wait till David gets back then to carry on. Um... You uh, saying it's bad is the reason people get cancelled for tweets. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no don't you are part of the problem. Oh, no. Right, we've been for another break because that took a lot out of us all. And, um, yeah, now we're going to move on to the uh, the TV show spin-off. So, um, the first one we're going to talk about um, is, is Rebels, simply because James doesn't want to talk about it for very long and wants to get this out of the way no none of us want to talk about because, it for very because long none of us watch this apart from james because james is a fucking hero of ours mvp uh can i just say james is also a fucking idiot for doing that <laughs> yeah <laughs> talking about yeah. himself yeah i am never ever doing this again <laughs> if you like rebels what the podcast or uh, I, I, you know what? There was, there, there was I was watching Rebels and I was like, it's not worth it. This podcast <laughs> isn't worth it. Honestly, mate, that's so fair. I was like, I could just, I could just mute the Facebook group and I, I could just not turn up. So <laughs> 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 it's like, I can't do it. I was like, I can't do it. It's, it's awful. It's terrible. Hello, everyone. Zander here again. I have to apologise again, and you know what? This apology is mainly going out to James O'Malley and Alex Woods. My computer corrupted again, and we lost the entire conversation about Rebels and the Clone Wars. Guys, I am so sorry. I don't know what happened. I'm going to work on this going forward. Both of these, the last two episodes were recorded at the same time, which is why the issue is still here. But I will, I will make sure this issue does not come up again in future episodes. I am so sorry. I'm going to skip right now to the discussion about The Mandalorian. So, uh, I'm, I'm so... James, I'm so sorry. You went through so much for this. And, and for nothing. For nothing now. I'm, I'm genuinely, like, I'm devastated for you. I am so sorry. Oh, good God. <laughs> in, the very near, in the very near future, we've got some more Star Wars TV shows coming from uh, Disney+. Plus. And we talked about a few of them a few weeks ago, but I'll just run run them all down, um, just in name. We've got The Book of Boba Fett coming next year, we've got Cassian yep. Andor, we've got Obi-Wan Kenobi, we've got The Acolyte, I don't know what that is, uh, Ahsoka, we've got the Lando Calrissian TV show, Rangers of the New Republic, um, and yeah, that's it. So we've got all those coming, but there is one that started last year on Disney+, Plus. Kick, really kicked off Disney+, Plus as a whole, um, it's The Mandalorian. 
Yeah, boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, David. I was going to say, throughout that entire um, like Clone Wars thing, I was just playing Turok. Amazing. Yeah. Throughout all of Rebels, I was playing Minecraft, mate. David, what do you... Uh, <laughs> What do you think of The Mandalorian? I'll let you talk for a bit. Okay, so overall, I think The Mandalorian is a good TV show. It's different to what Star Wars usually is. It's complete, like, well, it's completely fucking different. Because yeah. it's, ju- it's just a Western. It's literally a Western set in the Star Wars universe. The music alone extenuates that point, and that's what I enjoyed about it. The entire show is just like a side quest from um, the main series. Yeah, and L- L- that's Ludwig Göransson's brilliant for composing the music in this. Oh god, yeah. Absolutely insane. And like John Favreau has created a really good TV show. It's got two mostly fantastic seasons, but they're not perfect in by any means to me. I think like a lot of it is just a lot of filler, even though the filler is good, it's still filler. At the end of the I day, I can't exactly call filler perfect. Uh, like at the end of the day, I can never call filler perfect. The only perfect filler episode I've ever watched is The Fly for Breaking Bad, and that's because it still had like adds to the characters. And this doesn't really add to the characters of the filler. It's Clearly just a never fun adventure. Community, then. I haven't actually. I've never Mastered watched Community. the bottle episode. Community is so good. <laughs> I've never watched Community. I do plan to eventually though. I'll do a podcast. But like, <laughs> don't tempt when me. it comes to Mandalorian overall, really good. But. And this is where I'm going to get into spoilers now. No, no, no. Right, 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 right. We'll do a separate section on spoilers. I have one say. main point I want to talk about, and it's just spoilers, so everybody uh, else David, talk David, 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 we'll, and it, definitely, I, know, I know exactly the same it, point. It, it's the same thing. We, we, we'll talk about it in a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just hold yeah, your horses, because... So uh, basically, yeah. you two talk, and then me and Alex will talk for a bit. Um, I... Like this show, I, I I was sort of like, you know, everyone was talking about it. I was kind of like, I'll get to it eventually, and then I did because we were doing this podcast, yeah. and <clears> I was like, let's let's see what this is about. And yeah, who'd have thunk it? The the world is right. It's actually pretty <laughs> pretty decent, you know. Yeah. Um, the first season I thought was good, but I think the second season, especially the second half of the second season, is phenomenal. Like yeah. there there is not a misstep in that in that second half of the second season. Like, I mean, obviously there's moments that I don't like and we'll get to that in spoilers. But um, I think most of it is like, yeah, it's pretty like fantastic. The one thing I will say is the first season definitely felt like a first half of a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like the finale of season one. Kind of like the boys. completely felt like a mid-season finale. Yeah, it really did. And the boys did feel like a mid-season finale. You rise on yeah. Like the ending of season one did feel like a mid season finale, but it was a a good mid season finale. The mid season finale for Mandalorian, as I'm calling it now, because it doesn't feel like a finale for a season, mm. it just was okay. I I love Giancarlo Esposito. He's a fantastic actor. He's a re- he's amazing, like amazingly menacing villain every single time he plays one. He doesn't but, play anything in butt villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah typecast. Can I just say he's never gonna beat the role of Gus? Apparently, ever. he's the front runner to play Doctor Doom. I yeah, would I fucking that. love that. Yeah, I can, I can see that. He has the face for the mask. <laughs> um, go on, James. He does actually. Oh, that's giving me erection. Sorry. Well, um, <laughs> Mandalorian. Uh, what are you saying? 
Talk Mandalorian um, again expands off of everything um, that has been built up from the movies and the extended universe. Um, it coincides very well with Clone Wars, as I'm sure you know. Um, it's it for me, it's perfect, and and everyone looking at Baby Yoda as well, like that is so beautiful. I just like that. That's such a diehard Star Wars fan. I'm surprised you don't call him by his real name. I know, but like, I'm, I'm <laughs> That's calling spoilers. It, it's, I, I, I'm saying, I'm saying Baby Yoda for people that you know aren't maybe as as avid Star Wars fans, but you know, Grogu. Just just lifting my, my boy, my boy, Grogu. I, I, I just wish I had a Baby Yoda because it's I mean, the I little noises bag. he makes in the second season, yeah. man. He's so cute. I have a bag, like, like a tote bag with Baby Yoda on it that says, I'm all ears. <laughs> oh. I'll sh- hold on, I'll grab it. It's literally right here. I can oh, show you. I want a Baby Yoda. Cause you want me to give you this bag? I will gladly give you the bag. Give me the bag. Like a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that was out of no, just immediately was, give it me. No hesitation <laughs> there. No hesitation. There you go. Ah, oh, give me the bag. I want it. <laughs> you know what? When I see you, I'll actually look give you the bag. Just look at the face. I'll genuinely give you this bag. So cute. And just how he waddles. Uh, and, like, how he's trying to keep up with Mando. And the... oh, My mate has um, been given like a huge pop vinyl of Baby Yoda. Yeah. And he's adorable. I, like, because I and many, many other people, when se- uh, season one came out, uh, we were all like, if anyone dares one finger on this child we will riot Lucasfilm (laughs) (laughs) see that's my favourite like I watched I didn't watch this until very recently obviously but I saw the memes and I saw um, the one where the stormtrooper punches him and then he gets and it it makes me piss myself laughing every single time but at the same time, before I watched this show, I was constantly saying, you know what, I don't give a shit about Baby Yoda. I would drop kick him at the drop of a hat. And now I want to protect him. Yeah. He's just, just really cute. He is he's so cute. And he's a puppet. I love that. That's really he's cute. He's a puppet. Oh, you you guys you guys won't have seen this um video. Hang on. I've just got I've got to see if I can find it. Um I I, I know this is gonna slightly go off topic, but it's so cute and it goes off the baby Yoda thing. Um, Baby Yoda dancing. <laughs> it's so cute. He's telling me it's like Baby Groot dancing at the end of Guys of Galaxy 2. No, it's even better. It's just right. Okay, I'm putting this in general. Check that out. It is the most adorable oh, thing. I've seen this. I've seen this. I've seen this. I think I've actually seen this as well. Yeah. It's that yep, video of Robert Rodriguez playing guitar with him. Robert Rodriguez does not look how I imagined him. <laughs> then again, though, I always imagine him looking like Danny Trejo. Yeah. yeah. The name alone, and the fact that Danny Trejo's in every single one of his movies. I, I just imagine they're twins. Danny just... Trejo in... From Dust Till Dawn? Like... Yeah. Hey. Yeah, he's in the bar. Yeah. He's, he, he's, a, he's a vampire. No way. Yeah, he's actually in from Dust That's a great movie, by the way. Um, that is a, it's anyway, a good um, movie, but it's also a good trashy movie. Yeah, back on topic. Um, yeah, uh, like, baby, baby Yoda, Grogu, whatever you call him. That little. If con- you don't, if you don't fall in love with this this little guy as soon as you see him, you're not human. 
there's, there's something horribly, horribly wrong. Um, I mean, even Mando did. I know. It's just, yeah, true. It's he couldn't so kill him. Heartwarming. Alex, what do you think of this show? Um, I really like it. Um, I think it's great. Um, I agree with everything that has been said so far, um, including that I think that the season one finale is a bit of uh, it's a bit lackluster. However, um, a dark saber reveal at the very oh, end. Oh, that's brilliant! That, yeah. that was I saw that and I was like, oh. Can I, I just say that's um, even be, that's spoilers uh, now. Nah, season one. That's oh season one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's spoilers. God damn it! Oh. Um... <laughs> I mean, it's first season one. It's only been out a year. Yeah, but I feel like if if you... oh, we're supposed to do not talk about the show. <laughs> it's different. It's different. Um, uh, um, the yeah, that reveal at the end is really great, and the the I've every time I've spoken to someone about the show, the only thing I can talk about is how they made it, and yeah. it is the most amazing piece oh, of technology God, yeah. I've ever witnessed, ever made oh, in my you life. Mean the it's it's screen brilliant. 360 for those who don't know mandalorian is not shot on green screen it's complete practical effect right and the screen the, in, no not screen the set or the backdrops of all of these shots is an led screen that goes 360 degrees around the set yeah so when you are watching it the actors are seeing what you are watching and it makes for such so much more of an immersive feel to this world, and 100%. it's like it looks incredible. The only gripe I have about it is that it's really flat. All of the worlds that they go to are really flat, and it's because in the studio it's a flat floor with the world around it. So they've literally got no levels to work with. So. I... That's didn't why notice in the... that actually, Alex. I'll go back and rewatch it, and yeah, you'll see the, the entire show is really flat. But it doesn't it doesn't matter because it's not their fault that the world is flat, um, and so is the moon. Um, I feel like I'm but... the best personal hype man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You can just come to our gigs. Like you oh, I actually, I genuinely think I would. Can I, can I actually just... come to a flat moon gig? I, I'll pay for the no, ticket. No, yeah, uh, uh, you can definitely come. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, but, um, we'll do a podcast yeah. special. <laughs> what was I going to say? It was something about something to do with the Mandalorian. But, <laughs> you know, oh, that was it. We were talking before about scale in Rogue One. Yeah. And, and David mentioned the ATSTs. Yeah. Now, there's an episode in The Mandalorian where they bring back the ATSTs. And when they mention that they've got an ATST, everyone just starts like shitting themselves. And I was like, what do you mean? You mean the thing that the Ewoks like rolled over in, in Revenge of the, in Return of the Jedi and like, completely decimated with a few teddy bears and, and wooden stick sticks <laughs> no in this film the that not at film in this show the atst is 
terrifying. It's proper scary. It's fucking huge. Um, it may, it reminded me people. of the first time I encountered an ATSC in Jedi Fallen Order, where it's actually oh, bigger it's than, like, than me, and it's a fucking boss. Yeah, it's ridiculously massive, and it's got red eyes, and and it's it's not like there's some stupid reveal where the top of it's ripped off and BB-8 piloting it. Nothing like that. It's just <laughs> it's just it's this terrifying monstrosity. Terrifying. Actually, yeah. just fun it feels bit like about... quickly. Can I just say it just feels yeah. like T Rex in Jurassic Park? Yeah, yes, yeah. that was exactly actually, it feels exactly like. like that. Like that when you first watch it, especially as a kid, when you're first watching it, it's um, that kind of like scale and that kind of shot as well. If there was one episode that could have been the biggest flop, it is this one because uh, they sat down and um. You know, of directors to have these meetings, obviously, before. Uh, and they said, We're going to give this episode to Bryce Dallas Howard to direct. Because, because. Oh, I, I saw her name come up at the credits afterwards, and I was just like. Yeah, honestly, my I yeah. Fucking be- well done, Bryce Dallas Howard. Because, and I kid you not, she hasn't directed something on that scale before. And that is the hard. That was probably that, in in their words, was probably the hardest episode to film. So basically, Uh, they were saying, "We want to take a risk. Let's give somebody who's not like done something like this before." Exactly. That's what they did. That's what they did. That's (laughs) why I like this, though. It it immediately it's showing risky stuff Mm -hmm. in not only the making of the like, not even the actual just show itself, the making of the show. Like I, I kid you not, Dave Filoni, Taika Waititi, and uh, and John Favreau—they all sat around the table one day and said, "Bryce, you're getting the hardest episode to film. <laughs> it's trial by fire." <laughs> and, just uh, like, so I can't believe them. I'm directing yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, and then she was like, "Oh." But oh. well, the thing is, she is a huge Star Wars fan. That she's a huge Star Wars fan, and she loved every. She, like just looking at her directing this behind the scenes, you can tell she's in her element, and that she's loving every moment of it. And I can't believe that she hasn't directed anything that big before because this came out brilliantly. And Mandalorian for me, I think, is gonna. It's gonna be one of those shows that you don't necessarily have to be a Star Wars fan to enjoy it. Uh, I think that helps out a great deal. Yeah, because this, this show is not like just Star enjoyed Wars, by Star Wars fans. This is enjoyed by everyone. It. This is a phenomenon. How? Because mm. actually, because uh, like my mum, for instance, I've been trying to talk her into watching it, but my mum hates Star Wars with a passion. Um, how how would you guys go about describing this show? I've just started Don't watching like Westerns. Hate Star Wars. I've just she started like watching a Western. Um, do you want to know what it is? I don't really know if she likes Westerns. Just ask her. Do you want to watch Space? Yeah. Like Good, Bad, and the Ugly. <laughs> um, there you go. It's yeah. more just. Just yeah, say no, actually, you know what yeah, you want to see a really ugly, fucking yeah. cute little green guy. There you go. Sorted. But yeah, because like, how, how would you describe? Because because I know a couple of people that hate Star Wars with a passion, which is fair enough. But this this is different, I'd say, because obviously there's, I, there's a lot I, of Star Wars in it. I'm telling you word different. for word what I recommended it to someone who doesn't like Star Wars, which was literally just hey, watch this western. Yeah, 
that, that right. is exactly what I told him. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, and it's it's quite funny that they have gone back to it being a western. And I say go back to it because George Lucas wrote Star Wars as a western. He did, a western didn't he? Yeah. And think about Han Solo. He's just a lone gunman. He's got his like sidekick, yeah, he's like a cowboy space but, pirate. Exactly, and. And just Mandalorian's just perfect. Almost perfect, I'd say. I beg to differ. Now, that seems like a good place to to go into the spoiler section. So basically, if you have not seen the season two finale of The Mandalorian, stop listening right (laughs) now. Uh, I will put time codes in the description. Uh, Skip forward to whenever that is. And we will uh, bring you guys back in then when we uh, when we're close to wrapping up. So um, yeah, spoilers from here now. Spoilers, spoilers. Okay, so Luke Skywalker is in the Mandalorian season two finale. Mm. Yep, I think. Right, so I am gonna like. I think I'm gonna like (laughs) take the helm first because. I like yep. I watched this last. Yep. And uh, I was talking to James in the chat, and he said, "Like, get ready to be blown. Like, to have your mind blown." See, because the thing and is, I you had this there. spoilt for you, though. I did have it spoilt for me, but at the same time, I hadn't watched Rebels. I hadn't watched uh, like Clone Wars. I heard like before I even um, heard the spoiler, I saw like Grogu was supposed to have a teacher, like a Jedi teacher. And yeah, I immediately said, myself, well, that's going to be Luke Skywalker. Yep. And then I got the spoiler that it was going to be Luke Skywalker. I was like, okay, fair enough. There we go. I kind of guessed. I also got the spoiler from the man himself <laughs> thanking people for not spoiling his cameo. <laughs> yeah. The ultimate irony, people. The ultimate irony. Anyway, yeah. that's I... not why this part was ruined for me, though. This episode was ruined before me by bringing in fucking Luke Skywalker. I don't want this show mixed in with the Skywalker saga at all. I want this to stay separate. That's my problem with Star Wars as a whole. They constantly have to bring it back into this bullshit fucking series and saga for nostalgia's purposes because they well, can't think of anything else more fucking interesting. Exactly. Is... It's almost like they had like seven seasons of one TV show and five seasons of another TV show that they could have maybe brought in another character from. <laughs> it yeah, would have been nice if they had that. <laughs> and I'm glad that Ahsoka has actually been... like, Even though I didn't watch Clone Wars, I want, I love Rosario Dawson as, as Ahsoka because yeah. even though I hadn't watched it, I saw her, I saw the character of Ahsoka in the animated thing and immediately said, yeah, she should play Ahsoka. And they have. That's right. what I like. Imagine, I don't like them bringing Luke Skywalker in. Imagine for a second that... The episode titled The Jedi was not about Soka Tano. It was about Luke Skywalker, right? I would shit. For a second, if it was about... In anger. No, 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 no. Then, you have Luke Skywalker in there for one episode, and it's like... You hear Luke Skywalker's name in the episode before, so you know you're going to expect him. It's not the big reveal, right? Then, you get to the end of this season, Right? Who's the Jedi that comes to get Grogu? Ahsoka. It's Ahsoka. See, from what I know of Ahsoka, though, that wouldn't really make sense, would it? No, it wouldn't make any sense. So that that I can see exactly why they did um like 
I can 100% understand why they did it with Luke when it comes to the story. But at the same time, they have yeah. a million other... They have God knows how many other Jedis that they could do no. from other TV shows. They also have Cal from fucking, like, Jedi Fallen Order. They could have made him out of it, out of nowhere. They, they, nobody they, liked Cal, but they could have done yeah. it. That, that's Just prob- to blow people away. That's probably the reason why they didn't go with Cal. But yeah, you are right. They could I, I, Well, Well... Yeah, I suppose they could have done that. Um, yeah, they um, could have, just to be like, but, yeah, fuck you, you're not getting Luke. Um, you don't deserve James, Luke. James, may I ask, right, because I've been confused, because I, I don't have the same opinion as you. Okay. And that's fine. Um, I'm in no way trying to convince you that my opinion is right. Um, I genuinely want to know, why do fans of Luke Skywalker want Luke Skywalker in everything so much? Well... <sighs> It's because he's the he's like the original hero for everything. But it's safe. Sorry. But safe. A, like a a little bit, like because you know, because like because Star Wars has like always been like recently, especially with the Disney movies, um, it's been a colossal train wreck, and Luke has kind of you know they did him wrong in the Last Jedi, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, like it's safe. People just love Luke because he's always that character that's supposed to be the one that's, you know, the positive one. Like, everything could be going wrong and he's like, no, like, you know, we we can do that. He's, 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 that, he's that guy. Um, you, feel, you feel good watching and listening to him. Only re- the only way I would have been, like, happy, like, actually happy, rather, I, when I saw Luke, I was indifferent. I was like, right, I saw the X-Wing arrive. I was hopeful that it wasn't going to be Luke, but it is, and I'm going to have to deal with that. So that's what yeah. it is. Um, um, but I forgot what I was going to say, so you can carry on. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm, I'm going to add the, the context to this, because um, Mandalorian is set around six, I believe it's six years, after Return of the Jedi. Yes. Um, yeah. So at this point in time... Uh, what Luke has been doing is he's he's gone off and he's learned to become a Jedi Master, and at this point he's beginning to build his his new Jedi um, temple and, and you know the new Jedi essentially. Uh, so he needs students, obviously, and um, for people like myself who are really interested in all all things Star Wars, um, there were a bunch of people that this Jedi could have been. Uh, and those Jedi, like for us, the, the the one that made the most sense was Luke because of the time frame that this is being set in. Uh, Luke would would have made the most sense. It would have been the best looking, and just there's, there's a list of reasons uh, that this would have made sense point. for. Mm-hmm. Um, the second Jedi, it, it could have been was Ezra. Uh, and as you can imagine, after sitting through the Mandalor, uh, the, the Mandalor, the, the Rebels. I was very happy it wasn't Ezra, <laughs> um, and it would have that would have made sense because again the Dave Filoni tie-in and whatnot. Um, other people were, su- were suggesting uh, Mace Windu, um, but you know that to me wouldn't have made a great deal of sense because he's at this point he'd be very old and incredibly battle scarred, and you know I think and incredibly route, dead. I, yeah, um, but because like, we've seen Jedi survive higher falls than what he did but at the same time he was being electrocuted so i don't i don't know yeah. i really don't know if he's still alive but there's you know samuel jackson still wants to do mace windu 
So there's there's room. There is room for him to do stuff. I just don't think at this specific point in time for the Mandalorian. I wouldn't mind a Windu like spin-off series. Yeah. Um but yeah, people were thinking that it could be Miss Windu. Um and obviously people were also thinking Cal. Um but you know because it you know in that game, but at the same time he destroyed the Holocron with all the list of the people, so maybe he wouldn't know where it is, you know where Grogu is. Um, um I I'm on the same page as these guys. When I first saw it, I was like, hey, that's you know, that's really you know, it's it's Luke Skywalker, that's crazy. And then you yeah. sort of sit with it and you're like, Well, actually, like you know, crazy. it's you are they have made this like I was saying about Solo with Darth Maul earlier, and you guys kind of rebutted that by saying it's not quite the same, but having Luke be brought into this that's very anti Luke now going forward, it kind of looks like it's kind of hard to envision this show without Baby Yoda. And so I can only see a version of the show that goes forward with a version of Luke that's sort of a recurring character, and I don't really like the idea of that. I don't believe that's going to happen. I Because I, I, I didn't believe at all that we'd see anyone like Luke at the beginning. I, I always thought that it was just going to be constantly about uh, Mando and Luke, uh, Mando and Luke, Mando and Baby Yoda, and then right as they wanted to cancel the show and just finish it and you know, never touch it again. That is when we'd see finally see Luke and he'd he'd be passed over. But clearly they've got plans and um you know, I I don't think that Dave Filoni uh or John Favreau would be because I, I do agree with you that Luke, you know, I'm happy he was I'm I'm over the moon he was brought in and I'm 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 really happy he was brought in there because I almost bawled my eyes out. Um because I, because I, I don't think that they're gonna go down the the route of having Luke as a recurring character. I think we'll see him again, maybe passing over Grogu back to the Mandalorian. Um, see, that's the best possible scenario in my eyes. The best possible yeah. scenario is the first episode of season three is set a few years later when Grogu has been trained. Yep, and he passes him back to Mando. Yeah. And it's just like, you've got to go on this journey with Grogu, you got to help him yep. go through this, and then that's it. We don't see for Luke me, ever again. For me, the CGI be... was weird as well. The de- It was deepfake. Was it deepfake or was it CGI? No, it wasn't. It, it was CG. Looked like, it it was looked CG. like more like a deepfake. Deepfake. Like a bad but deepfake. deepfakes actually look better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's the hair. It's the hair. They couldn't get the hair right. It's the face. It's no, the I face. thought the face was fine. It was the hair. It was the hair the face. That, that did it. Um... It it looks like they're trying too hard to age like Luke Skywalker back in the day, like a few years, but they've clearly aged him too much, and then they de-aged him again. It just looks um, weird. Honestly, I'm surprised they didn't use the Luke Skywalker from um, Battlefront 2 and just kind of re- extremely rendered that to look... Uh, look Ooh. more real. I Not suppose. forgetting two words that exist that are Sebastian Stan. Yeah, yeah I genuinely thought it was Sebastian well. Stan at first. So I was watching on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, we were watching in 360p. So yeah, you were. Are you um, sure? Uh, one yeah, one I... last thing I want to say uh, before we yeah, like, end the thoughts, podcast, guys, basically, is, um, well, not even a final thought, Like, but Alex, last week you said that, um, or not last week, the week before, 
you said the Mandalorian had kind of like revitalized your love for the the sequels. If any, they fixed the sequels to you. No. How they, they didn't fix the sequels. I don't think you can fix the sequels. They, like they nothing fixed... fixes the sequels. No, 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 no. That, that, is, that is not what I Removing said. Removing the all. sequels. You I'm, are very I'm, much misquoting. I think I might be misquoting, but I'm sure. I, um, I the sequel after the sequels. I didn't think that I could love Star Wars, and then the Mandalorian gave me hope that they were going to take it in a direction that of something that I could love. Right. So, I think what you said is the Mandalorian fixed that for me, and I just read it. I've heard it as they fixed the sequels. I was like, okay, that's weird, but sure. <laughs> but, uh, okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think the future of the Mandalorian uh, won't include Luke. Um, I'm happy that he was in because because I do agree with you. It's like oh, why why do we have to connect it to the rest of the universe? Like they've got to to do because that would make that would make the most sense to have Luke be the Jedi that you know is is willing to teach him because that's what Luke's about. He's he's, he's the new Jedi Order. Um, <clears throat> you know, with the, you act on your emotions. Um, just control them instead. Um, so that that made a lot of sense to me, and I think if they were to put him in the show more, other than for the reasons that we've stated that he's handing him back over to Din, um, it would be a giant misstep. But I don't believe they're going to do that. I think there's a plan, and I think they're going to stick to it. And I think the next time we see Luke will be um, in a couple of years in universe um, and he will have trained Grogu and will hand him back up. Are you see saying that, that we're going to see some Grogu Attack of the Clones Yoda style flipping around shit? We I could really do. bloody hope really ho- I really hope we do. That would be, be so amazing. fucking funny. Because it wouldn't be CG'd, it would just be a puppet like whipping around the screen. It'd be like Kermit trying to have a light. <laughs> <laughs> You'd see the strings and everything. I yeah I I don't think we're going to see that but um yeah I that's that's the way I think they're going to do do the show I think season three is going to pick up with obviously you know he's going to be kicked out of this uh, this cult that he's in he's now ruling Mandalore uh, that he clearly doesn't want to do uh, and I think it's going to culminate with Bo-Katan um, wanting to kill Din to rule yeah. Mandalore. Yeah. Yeah. she already very very much does <laughs> yeah yeah um, uh, that's how i think they're going to deal with it i can't wait for season so, three though. like i i think yeah. season three if it you know i mean i'm hoping it's going to be good but um it's going to be interesting to see how they bring pack bring back people now that everyone knows that grogu's gone um and if they're going to move on without him then it's going to be interesting to see what what they do mm. right so yeah, I as a final thought, like final, final thing in general. Final final thoughts. I, the the film, the show was good. I enjoyed it, but it's like a seven or eight out of ten. There's definitely moments that I could have completely missed out on and been fine with. I'm not super looking forward to season three. I'll just watch it when it's out. Yeah, we'll probably do an episode on it next year, yeah. <laughs> or the year after. Well, when the it year after. Out. Episode of Boba Fett. Yeah, we'll probably in do December. That. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I'm giving this a nine out of ten. I was. Good. I thought you were going to say ten. Genuinely. Well, no, I've got it because like Clone Wars is ten. Um, so, not you know, Clone Wars. I've got. To, I've got to like you know, do it in 
a way that makes sense. So this is because th- th- there are bits in the show that I'm like, oh, you don't need this episode, and the, and the way that because because are you I telling view... me that you didn't care about that that weird fish person who didn't speak taking their babies? That oh the frog, because... yeah, that was. Are you oh. are you telling me you did not care about that episode whatsoever? I'm telling you, I didn't care about that. Episode. I did. I really I'm telling you, I could, I have forgot that existed. existed. I, I, I thought it was funny that Grogu kept eating the eggs. <laughs> I thought that. Was I really thought cool. that was going to be more of a dramatic thing. I thought the mum yeah. was going to realise that he was eating the eggs. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a bit more dramatic as well. Um, I think it was but... just so that when he had to leave it, it, they set up characters in such weird ways. Like they literally like have. I can't be bother going into it. We we're doing final wrap-up thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> if I start saying this. This is the third final wrap-up thoughts. Yeah, we are going <laughs> Nine out of ten, almost perfect. Alex? Um, I'm going to give it... Oh, I'm going to give it a mark out of 20 because I'm going to do it per season. So, per, oh. season. <laughs> per season is a seven out of ten. And the second season um, is... Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first season seven, second season eight. So I'll give it a so that fifteen out of twenty. Yeah, fair. I'll go. I'll go eight out of ten overall. I'm. I find it hard to rate TV shows, but yeah, I'll go eight. Eight seems fair. It's hard when you when there's the highs are so high and the lows are so boring. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the future is definitely looking interesting for them. So, Xander, can I just request, can we just skip the rest of this? Can I want to chill? I was I was going to say the same thing, yeah. I think can, oh, we call like, it we've been recording for so fucking long. Yeah. The, the, what the, was the next bit? The recording is nearly four hours. I was going to say, what is what is the next bit that we're supposed to It was just going to be about? like extended universe I don't know, I was just like going to go through shit. a list of different things that exist and then talk no, i don't think we need to do mention that. them but no. No, i don't want to do it, that they're no. non-canon so let's fucking not do it um we didn't surprise surprise we didn't watch the ewok movies so fuck you um, <laughs> what movies the ewok movies didn't know they existed oh, oh, well. two, will you give me 20 quid to watch it <laughs> <laughs> if you can find them jesus is, it, um, is this still going in the podcast um yeah i think so um, right, okay, sweet, 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 sweet. No, it's, it's just that... Yeah, no, it's all, it's all right, it's all right. Can't continue, continue. I forgot oh. that we've not actually ended the podcast yet. No, yeah, not yet, not yet, not yet. I'll, 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 I'll wrap everything up now. Um, well, welcome back from the spoiler section, by the way. Um, yeah. It'll fuel <laughs> Sorry, I haven't used one yet. Um, well, you've come to the end of the show now. Thank you so much for listening, guys, and... Um, we find we did it. We talked about all of the Star Wars in movies and TV. A long time. Good God, that took us four weeks. Yep, it did. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, 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 I have. We've I have one thing to say to you. Never make me do this again. Oh, I, thought, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah. Uh, we've say all, gonna, like, we've laughed. I fucking hate you. We've cried. We've I cried. Kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> um, but overall, we have all watched Star Wars again. Some of us, uh, you know, hate it more. Uh, some of us <laughs> love it more. But overall, these are a bunch of films and TV shows that have something for absolutely everyone in. And 
the future looks good. And they're just <laughs> real dumb. They're real dumb space movies. I love how you, you you just it, like, I, I I try and make that all hopeful and happy and and, and optimistic and Sanders like, but it's dumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, literally, dumb. the the best way to explain Star Wars to somebody who doesn't care about Star Wars is it's a dumb space movie franchise, and the fans are fucking stupid. There you go. Uh, I I think I, I've said the this, final thought. I've said this many <laughs> Second times. Second final thoughts, everybody. I've said this many times throughout this podcast, but no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. So, uh... And on <sighs> that quote... And David. We're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much to everyone for getting us to 50 episodes. That's crazy. I can't believe we did that. That's an amazing feat. Um, and, well, this this is coming out in 2021, but... With the next time we record an episode, it will actually be in 2021. And uh, it's me and from David, the past. me but and David, it's not it's New Year's Eve tomorrow. You know, man's gonna have some grapes on Thursday. I did just <laughs> use grapes. grapes as a, I, I did just use grapes as a slang term for wine. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just gonna actually sit there eating grapes. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I just imagined you sitting there. No, on New Year's no, no. <laughs> Um, (laughs) the robot from fucking like futurama (laughs) yeah exactly that guy um yeah cool thank you so much for everyone to list uh for for listening david thank you for being here i know you hated this more than you hate yourself but thank you for doing it I hated this more than you hated doing the Pirates of the Caribbean one because I had to do four fucking times as much. Yeah, but you had you had people here with us to do it as well that also hated it. So there you go. No, they didn't. Yeah, no, they didn't. They loved it. They loved it. They loved it. I mean, unanimously. I was the only one who didn't like it. I mean, I hated <laughs> bits of it. <laughs> James, James, I wasn't you love there. It. <laughs> James O'Malley. Thank you so much for being here, and I can't believe you watched all of Rebels for this. You're a crazy man. I am. Um, watched all uh, of Rebels. You watched five seasons of TV show to talk about it for five minutes, and then say it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was the worst thing I've ever laid my eyes on, and that uh, that, is coming from, that is coming Clearly, from the guy you last haven't week. Watched Artemis Fowl. Honestly, I, I I am willing to watch Artemis Fowl. You are not I willing be, to watch Art. I do not I, wish that on my first enemy. Yeah, no, Artemis Fowl is bad. I've heard it was bad, but I would be surprised oh. if it is worse than Rebels. I would be very Just surprised. Listen to the podcast me and Xander did on that because it's actually very funny. It's actually very funny. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, as always, because of me, brilliant to be here. And yes, know, thank thank you again. for being here, James. You can hear James on Shock Radio. On his show, um, we're getting old, and uh, hopefully by now the second season will have started. I will leave a link to everything in the description. <laughs> J, um, not James, Alex Woods, the Flat Mooner himself. You're oh, a legend. Man. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I love talking about. I love nerding out with other nerds. It's great. <laughs> join um, the Flat Moon Society. Well, join the Flat Moon Society. Join the Flat Moon <laughs> Society. Then it's actually you... copyrighted to us. Is it society. actually now? It, we own the copyright of <laughs> Flat Moon Society. Unbelievable. That's incredible. 
<laughs> sick. Right, the sick. moon's flat, boys. You can listen well, the moon to... is flat and made of peas. You can listen uh, to their new mini EP, Space Juice, which is absolutely phenomenal on Apple, uh, Spotify, and anywhere else you can hear songs. Um, I'll leave a link right, to every to all their stuff in the description. Thank you very much, dear. Always appreciated. Anytime, brother. Anytime. Right. That's going to be it. Right. The next episode will be mine and David's review of all things movie-related in 2020. So we're going to be, like, doing a... I'm going to do a lot of, like, research on it. David's not going to really do much because I'm going to give him, like, just a week to sit there and be like, hmm, that's interesting. After mm-hmm. after these four weeks of him having to actually do things. So yep. we're going to come at you with, like, the the biggest box office winners of 2020 and the, the biggest box office bombs of 2020 and our favourite movies of 2020, our least favourite movies of 2020. And just, yeah, it's going to be a good one. So uh, make sure you're listening. Sick. Right. Sick. Cool. Right, uh, everyone. Uh, I'm just going to leave everybody with one last thing. Go on. In all fluences. <laughs> yeah, Does anybody want to use that too? Yeah, may I say, I've used both of mine up. Uh, oh. I say, you've got, if, if, if you're genuinely going to let David not do any research for next week's episode, you should definitely do it as a truth or false thing. <laughs> Would that really 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 come up, just come up with some like stupid facts. <laughs> David, is I mean, this true? I... Uh, yeah, I think I read an IGN article about this. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, though, I have read a lot of movie articles this year, so it would be interesting to do. Yeah, because even I like read a lot, but then I'll talk to one of you two. What four, three, four? How many people are here? Three. Um, <laughs> and it'll just be like, oh, I didn't know that. 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 <laughs> See, we're we're like yeah. the we we are the wealth of knowledge in when it comes to nerd culture. It's all, all useless life. knowledge, but you know. Oh yeah, I'm wasting my life. I mean, I have literally the most useless fucking movie knowledge about the making of certain movies. I can tell you the entire story of Saw. You can. He knows a lot. I have of been Saw. able. I've done it many times because it's one of my most useless things I've ever learned in my life. Right. Yeah, I know it. Now. I'm wrapping up the. I'm wrapping up the podcast. If you want to listen <laughs> to more episodes, head on over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Apple, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. We're everywhere. And um, then head on over to our Facebook page, Instagram page, Twitter page. Let us know what your what your favorite Star Wars thing is, or movie, or TV show, whatever. Let us know if you want us to talk about anything for the 2020 podcast, and we'll talk about it. Um, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Oh my god. The recording, I swear to God, is three hours fifty six. Have fun. And we've probably got about two hours of podcast. (laughs) There is a big chunk in the middle of it. There is. You're right. Now it's three hours 57. (laughs) There's always a big chunk in the middle of it for Xander. That's my titty and my belly. Nope, that is um, the dick in your ass. That is pod racing. (laughs) 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 Ah. <sighs>